Hello and good day. This is the Bible Bard. My bard is a storyteller who recites traditional texts associated with a particular oral tradition, and I'm here to recite and to amplify what the literature of the Bible says about who is God and who are human beings. Here's the place we're at today. In the last podcast, we discussed the idea of the holiness of God. Holiness is a difficult concept, but the Bible Bible presented what the Bible says. Today's podcast discusses something even more difficult than the idea of God's holiness, and that is what is the opposite of holiness. The separateness of God from humanity is clear when we understand the difference between divinity and humanity. These distinctions include a moral dimension that is illuminated by behavior. God's holiness means he is separate from humanity and regarding morals, he is never impure or improper. While we are profane, meaning common, God is sacred, meaning separate from the common. God's holiness means he's so different from us as to be worthy of worship. The opposite of holiness is the difficult concept called sin. It's not that sin is hard to understand, it's just that we don't like what it means. Sin is the opposite of holiness in that it is positive unholiness. How do we know what unholiness is, what sin is? The brief but consistent simple Bible answer is that sin is the opposite of what God is and what God does. A more detailed, complex answer is provided next in the sample text. I call these sample texts because the Bible spends a lot of time talking about sin. It lists specific actions like those provided in the Ten Commandments, murder, theft, deceit, or lists like the seven deadly sins created by a pope in the early Middle Ages, which detail the opposite of God's actions. And it speaks of sin so clearly that a written definition is not actually required. Both the specific and general definitions that are provided in the biblical text are stated next. Leviticus chapter 5 verse 17 states, quote, If a person sins and does what is forbidden in any of the Lord's commands, even though he does not know it, he is guilty and will be held responsible. Unquote. Comment. From this text, we know that doing what is forbidden in the commandments of God is sin. Those who do what is forbidden are guilty. The next verse is Romans chapter 3, verse 20, 22 and 23, which says, quote, Through the law we become conscious of sin. There is no difference, for all have sinned. Comment. While the text in Leviticus tells us we can sin, even when we're not conscious of doing so, the text in Romans tells us that when we hear what is forbidden, we become conscious of sinning. The text adds the leveling concept that no human being, none, can ever or ever has avoided sinning. Therefore, this state of sinfulness is common to all humanity. You see, the law is not like a set of bowling pins where you can knock one law down and leave nine standing. Instead, the law is like a pane of glass. You break the least corner and the whole pane is broken. The next text is 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, which reads, quote, 
Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness, unquote. And in 1 John chapter 5, verse 27, the text asserts, quote, all wrongdoing is sin, unquote. Comment, when you sin without consciousness of wrongdoing, you're still guilty from God's point of view. When you know what the law says to do or not do, but you disregard the commandment and break it, you become a sinner who's conscious of doing wrong and sinning. Someone who knows what God wants but refuses to do it is considered defiant. This additional text makes clear that anything that qualifies as wrongdoing is something that offends God. Why should it offend God, someone might ask, that humans engage in behavior that God doesn't like? Well, the entire Bible repeats and clarifies this situation between God and humankind. God is divinity, humanity is not. God is the creator, we are the created. God has positive rights. Our rights depend on our obedience to him. We are either ignorant of or we defy what God wants when we sin. Humanity has a responsibility to act as God, their creator, commands. But there is a caveat. God loves us, human beings that he has made, in many ways made like himself. God is grieved when we behave contrary to who he is and what he likes. From the perspective of the Bible's authors, it is normal and expected that God should feel this way because God is love, according to 1 John 4 8. Now let's look at the sample text, Exodus 34, verse 6, which states, quote, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin, unquote. This text from Exodus makes it clear that while all human beings are guilty of unholiness, whether they know it or not, God can forgive. Even those who consciously work at being wicked, the defiant persons in rebellion against God, God can forgive. We will cover forgiveness later and why it is necessary that we be forgiven for unholiness. But the sin concept is difficult, not because it's hard to understand, because, but because it implies that humanity has a problem, a great disease like a plague in our bones and God is the only physician with a cure. We do not like being the problem that needs to be fixed by someone else. We don't like being guilty. That's why this biblical concept is so difficult. Don't be offended by this thought. In the literature of the Bible, God is infinite, you are finite. God is morally perfect, you are morally impure. The Bible presents this distinction between divinity and humanity as the current situation. You have maybe three, four responses to this biblical assertion. Number one, if you don't agree, okay, you're free to believe what you want. No more thinking required. Number two, you can consider what the Bible teaches to be incorrect, untrue, or irrelevant. That's always a possibility. Number three, you can agree with what the Bible says, yet disregard what it teaches which is, of course, defiance. And finally, you could hear, read, and agree with, and request 
forgiveness for unholiness from God. Like all great ideas, human beings have the capacity to either accept them or reject them. The Bible presents the idea of who God is, of what he is like, and how he is different from human beings, and these ideas have consequences. The concept of sin has had a profound impact in the literary and philosophic domains. The impact of biblical concepts is part of history. And if you don't know what the Bible says and how various historical persons have reacted to it, it's very difficult to understand history. From history, we notice that people who claim to be religious and believe in God have often been the very worst in violating God's commands and harming others. In some cases, even causing greater harm than the actions of those who don't claim to be religious and believe in God. However, the unholiness of many religious persons does not invalidate the Bible's definition of holiness. If an individual or an entire organization claims to share the moral standards of the Bible, but their behavior does not conform to those standards, that fact cannot invalidate the standards themselves. That's why the Bible is the best-selling book in each generation, because it reveals God's standards for humanity. We should all know for ourselves what it actually says and what makes these thoughts so unusual among human literary achievement. This is the way the Bible Bard works. Brief recitations, closely focused, no distractions, no rabbit trails. Send the Bible Bard any questions or remarks you care to offer to BibleBardUS at gmail.com. Glad to hear from you. Thanks in advance for following and sharing content from the Bible Bard community. Thanks for listening.